they're here. Alive, it's alive, it's alive. Otherworldlyculture.com presents Dead On Movie Reviews. <laughs> Salutations and mutilations. <laughs> You're listening to Otherworldly Culture Presents Dead On Movie Reviews. Tonight, we will present horror movie reviews and lively debate here on otherworldlyculture.com and on future select Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 7 p.m. Central Time. Are you aware of that? That's like small talk. You can join our live chat at the time by clicking on the live shows link on the otherworldlyculture.com website. I'm your host, Tim Gretchman. <laughs> there it goes. Coming <laughs> to you from the land of lakes and landfills, beautiful and smelly Muskego, Wisconsin, it's my honor to introduce the Faculty of Fear for tonight's program. All right, starting, hailing from the Motor City, Detroit, Michael Cieslik is a lifetime reader and writer of horror, mystery, and speculative fiction. He eats poutine. He's, <laughs> and we're shortening the intro. Or poutine? Uh, poutine. That's it. Poutine. He reads, he writes, Wait, he eats poutine. He's an everyman. <laughs> Poutang is the version that uh, astronauts eat. Yeah, it's kind of nice, subtle orange. My, oh, Michael is a kilt enthusiast, and he's killing it over at the dragonsroost.net. Michael Cislek. Good evening, everyone. And yes, I have had poutine while wearing a kilt. Wow. Impressive. That, that's a twofer. That's a twofer. That's a twofer. That was the most Wisconsin thing I ever heard right there. You know what? And it's Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. Go ahead. Fantastic. Why don't you have another... (laughs) Do you want another uh, Cheeto? No, I'm good. Okay, good. good. (laughs) Jeff Miller is a sports broadcaster and news reporter in the Milwaukee area. Jeff has interviewed celebrities on the red carpets at the Grammys and athletes in the dugout. His enthusiastic style has given Dead on the Bases, Otherworldly Culture's latest podcast, a sporting chance. He's the ump, Jeff Miller. Hi. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll 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 keep it simple for Mr. Exler. Mikey Exler is back again today. He's the denizen of the dismal. He's the purveyor of the putrid. That exciting exclaimer of glorious gloom wrestling up from his stony tomb. He's the monster of the mad, ghoul of the glad, and that sack of mumbling, moaning pus that barfs out baloney. He's one, and there are many, but he's our very own panel purveying provocateur. He's Coach Michael Exler. Hi, Tim. Thank you for having me on this wonderful program. I'm Thankful to be on with such horror enthusiasts and Jeff. <laughs> yes. our, our token sports boy on the show. 
Oh, my God. Don't worry. We're going to pick on you throughout tonight's show. All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Keep your ass in your seat. Sharpen your pencil. And let's get unruly with the faculty of fear. You guys ready? Uh, We are going to start with Mike Cecilic. What have you been watching? I have been watching... Something because of something that happened last week, which was the 75th birthday of a little writer you may have heard of, named Stephen King. Um, oh, yeah. He's had a number of different movies. Um, this this guy here was in one of them, and, and this guy here was in one of them. And then if you look on the sleeves here, you can see some of his other movies. And then there's some what, other When they don't disappear? Yes, I'm... <laughs> It's it's a phantom thing, but anyway, yeah. I watched uh, Doctor Sleep, which if I get the camera to focus on this, it pops in and out, which is the sequel to The Shining. We're gonna make you guys literature buffs, whether you like it or not. Um, I kind of went back and forth. I was like, what movie should I watch? Should I watch something that's absolutely like balls to the wall crazy? Like I don't know. Maximum Overdrive, which is yes. always a great time because yes. it's just so goofy, and that is, you know, that's the product of the 80s yeah, right it, there. It, you know, there's a rumor that maybe Mr. King was uh, playing around a little bit with the nose candy. I've heard that. that that's a little rumor I've heard. It's probably or, or, and then I was like, well, maybe I should just watch something that I really, really like, and then I couldn't narrow it down for that why don't I watch one that I haven't seen before and I was able to find Dr. Sleep. Um, if you like The Shining, you're going to have a lot of fun with some of the references that pop up in this movie. Um, it is a direct sequel to The Shining. Oh, I just lost a well, light here. Well, Hope you guys can still see Wait a see minute, me. though. My, is it a direct sequel to the book The Shining or the movie? Because they're very different. The book, is a dir- the book is a sequel to the book. The movie has a lot more of a nod to the um, Kubrick version, specifically. Okay. Um, and now I need to do a shout-out to um, Alex Esso, who is so much like Shelley Duvall in the flashbacks that we have. She is just the windy character, even sounds like her in some of them. Some of the um, different scenes. That, oh, my light keeps flicking on and off. This is going to be fun. Um, it, it doesn't look as bad on this end. So just that's good. soldier that's through. Good. Soldier through. It's just a matter of suddenly I can't see my notes anymore. <laughs> that's all right. We're not reading them. Oh, we you get, are. Uh, well, you should know what you wrote down now. Come on. I should, but, yeah. you know. Um. <laughs> We get some nice flashbacks. We get in. Um, Clip was on there a moment ago. You can see uh, little Danny riding through the overlook again. Yeah. Um, they got some of these things are flashbacks. Match. Some of these are dream sequences. Yeah. And um, then we get to meet current day. Uh, well, no, let me take that back. We get to meet an older Danny Torrance. Who is played by uh, this? Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. He's been in a couple other things. I don't know. I've heard of this gentleman. I, yeah. I, he's some something about space, and it's on uh, Disney or something. I don't know. It is. 
but uh, he's actually really, really good in this. Um, we oh, see him at rock him. bottom, um, just a complete and total alcoholic who's about to steal money from the purse of his one night stand who has a kid and he's like fighting back and forth with himself. Um, he gets clean, he gets sober. Um, of course, the reason he's drinking is um, to stop the shine. And then we meet another group called the Knot, which are right there. There they are. Look there. Oh, they disappeared. Um, kind of this gotta traveling, fast. traveling <laughs> group of almost psychic vampires who find kids who have powers similar to what Danny had when he was a kid, okay. and they suck their essence out. And of course, um, pain and fear make it all the sweeter. So they kind of torture these kids. So if you're not a big fan of child endangerment, you might want to pass <laughs> oh, on this geez. one. I thought it was great. I, I could have like, yeah, guessed. And okay. a little kid. That's awesome. Yay. You, you had um, me at sequel to Shining. Probably not a family <laughs> watch. This is um, not, do not uh, pair this with Fantasia. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what okay. I'm saying. Yes. All right. Thank you. I, I was just about to name that as my double feature of the week. Okay. The, um, <laughs> the main, or like the leader of the knot is uh, Rose the Hat, played by Rebecca Ferguson, who is really, really good in it. Um, I think she was just in Dune. The one that was out just recently. Okay. Um, what surprised me, because I'm, you know, child actors sometimes not the greatest. Um, Kylie Curran, who played Abra Stone, who's the other main character. Okay. Phenomenal little actor. Just hmm. amazing job playing um, a teenager who has psychic powers that are so huge that a she can reach across the country and talk to um, uh, Torrance in his mind, and b the people in the knot are like just salivating over her. Like if they can get her essence, they're going to be set for years and years and years. Yeah, I'm um, delicious. Not going to give away too much more than that. Okay. There's a lot of psychic showdowns. Um, like I said, a lot of nods to um, the. Kubrick's The Shining. Now, I haven't watched Kubrick's The Shining probably in 20 years. It's been a while since I watched the Shining miniseries that I'm told mm -hmm. is much more like the book. Uh, it's been a long time. Do I need to reacquaint myself before watching you, this? You will get everything you need will pop back into your head with Okay. They, they give you ample stuff there. I'm actually not a very big fan of Kubrick's Shining. I prefer the miniseries because, a, you know, author likes to have the stuff that's closer to the book. But I do... That is weird. Um, that is weird. I like that, it, at least in my mind, um, the Jack Torrance character, this is about seeing his um, descent into madness and alcoholism and this is where everything comes from, where, um, you know, when Jack comes on screen, he just automatically looks crazy. So there's no real descent into madness there. Right. He just looks nuts from the get-go. That's, yeah. really, that's a really good impression there. 
That I was, was gonna say that was the good. worst. Um, well, it sounded good to that's me. Another, there's a great. You weren't scene. watching the screen. <laughs> well, that's why it made me sound so good. I'm looking up the Shining because when you're talking about Kubrick's Shining, is that the one that I know of from yes. Jack Nicholas? Yes, yeah. that is Jack the one Nicholson? that you know. No, not Jack Nicholas. <laughs> Jack Nicholas was a golfer. And Sports nuts. And one more thing, when you say Kubrick, you mean Stanley Kubrick, the same one that does Clockwork, Clockwork Orange, right? Yes. Uh, no, yes. Derek, his cousin we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> his cousin Derek. Okay, Derek all right. Then there is an interesting scene <laughs> with um, Danny <laughs> and um, the person that they have, kind of like the um, the Jack stand-in. So his talking to his dad, who's appeared as um, Lloyd the bartender, and... It's what? a very emotional scene where he is tempted to drink after being sober for a long time. Okay. And this the way that um, McGregor conveys this torment and like the longing, how much he really does want to have that drink. Oh, yeah. And then doesn't just through his facial expressions and the scene of about maybe 30 seconds to a minute was just spectacular. Hmm. Now, actor, uh, in my opinion. I just realized how long it's been since I saw The Shining because you said Lloyd the bartender, and in my head, I've been watching too much me TV because Floyd the barber showed up in my head. So you have been watching too much me TV. I, I yes. have. Yeah. So you get a pass because that's completely different, right? And I get lambasted because I said Jack Nicholas. That's how it works. Wow. Yes, that's how, that's it, how works, it works. Wow. Yeah, if you had sorry, said Jeff. a Jack that wasn't sports related, you okay, might have been got a little further. <laughs> All right, yeah. sounds sounds fair. That's right. Like Jack Lemon. That's right. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, Jack <laughs> okay. Lemon yeah, would be better. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you ready to grade, or you still have a few um, more points? I, I have a little bit of theatrics before we Ooh. grade because I was fortunate enough oh, to go to the Hold on, you're being theatric. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do a zoom in for everybody. Cool. I think it's supposed to be <laughs> zooming in right about now. There it goes. There we go. Um, I, I went to the Stanley Hotel this year, um, which is what the Overlook is based on. So I'm going to. Uh, Oh, my nice. And this says Red Rum, if you're not having it reversed in the uh, yeah. camera. And then I'll, I'll just pour this into my, my shot glass with room 217, which is the correct one in the book, as opposed to room 237. Wow. And uh, despite the fact that this movie is all about uh, Ewan McGregor and his struggle against alcoholism, I'm going to give it a toast. All right. All right. Good for you. A little theatrics goes a long way on this show. So uh, let's bring up the uh, grade book. I think it should come any day now. What she Look said. at that. There we go. <laughs> it just didn't want to get off the close-up. It's like, hey, no. this is uh, right All right. What are you grading this, bad boy? Um, this is a solid A. There, um, really? The only thing that might detract from it a little bit uh, for some people, um, uh, there's some CGI special effects in the background that are kind of like, Meh, and it is long. It is two hours and change. What? It uh, is, he said. Uh, 
I had it up and I... Consulting the Oracle here. Yes. I know what is apparently the world's... Uh, two hours and 32 minutes. Yikes! That's a oh, mini-series. I did watch this over two days. <laughs> okay. That's um, what I do with one of those. Mostly because the wife came home and I was like, oh, crap, I'll make you dinner. Hold on just a sec. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you guys this. I mean, obviously you gave this movie an A and you really liked it, but you said it was a little long. Is there like a sweet spot for a movie that you really like? Maybe an hour 45, two hours? 25 what? minutes for my Twilight <laughs> This one didn't seem long to me. Oh, I could okay. have sat through this one the whole way. In there fact, you go. I usually take copious notes while I'm uh, doing a movie for the podcast here. Uh-huh. And I completely forgot to after about 45 minutes. Because you're so I usually it. have about I, five or six pages of notes per movie. I've got a page and a half. Okay. I, right. I will say, in general, horror movies, the longer they go... I think is a problem because you got to get to that scare. And once you get to the scare, you need to just end the movie. That is like when they linger after the scare, like night of the living dead, I think does it perfect. The big scare is right at the end and you go into the credits, a uh, Blair witch project right to the Oof. scare. Boom. Out of there. Uh, when these things like linger after the scare. Okay. You know, I it, it it just doesn't work for me. But what about movies that they're scary all the way through? There's no such thing. <laughs> okay. Well. I was say, and the other issue, too, is um, if you delay the scare for too long, it can be hard to maintain suspense throughout um, an extended period of time like that. Okay. But uh, I think this one did it admirably. Great. Fantastic. Okay. We're going to switch gears here. And we're gonna find out what piece of crap Jeff has been watching. How, uh, how does how is it even a piece of crap? It's a horror movie. You guys love horror movies. Yeah, you seem to have bad choices. You're right. You you make bad choices on a regular basis. Well, and then you go, I don't like horror movies, and we're like, Yeah, look at what you picked. Okay, so so let's see what piece of garbage you picked well, this time. Well, I can preface that I I I chose the movie. 13 Hours, Night Wolf. But there's another movie called 13 Hours, and that's how it gets a little confusing. It's That's more of a like a military <laughs> film, but so you yeah. have to look this one up as Night Wolf, and then you'll get the 13 Hours. See, the original yeah. title is 13 Hours, but I think they must have run into some sort of problem with it, or they were having a hard time getting people to watch it because they thought it was something else. Or but, it could have sucked. Or, which, I, which it kind of did. Jeff, this, this is news to me. What this this movie? Yeah, I've never heard of it before. All right, well, that, that, thank well, you. Strap Mike. in. Okay, okay, so tell us about I, Night Wolf, Jeff. I, I will, but I want to first let you guys know why I go. picked this movie. Because why there would I pick a movie that looks like the cover of this movie box? But anyways, so on Twitter, there's this this Red box. No, there's this twit. There's this uh, this person on Twitter. His handle is Sluts and Guts. All right, so there's usually pictures of women, but they're all clothed. I mean, you get Samantha Fox. Well, you have. Why look at this? Thing. Anyways, and you get some you get some horror oh. stuff too. It's all on otherworldly cultures. We follow them. Yeah. But um, so Gemma Atkinson popped up, and I'm like, oh, she's really pretty. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pick, and she's in a horror movie, so I'm gonna pick a horror movie with her in it, thinking 
All right, we're going to see little just, gamma. Yeah, just a pick anything, right? Right, and this has been my, kind of my downfall for my whole life. I've, I've <laughs> followed, I followed pretty women to the wrong areas. So, I mean, I can remember going wow. to in-person registration at UW Milwaukee, and I saw a girl in a line for for a class, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to get to meet her. So I take the class, and the class is terrible. I've got, I've got to drop it after a while because the class sucks or I'm failing. But it's all because I was drawn in by, like, well, what happened? Mermaids. Mermaids are a perfect example. They, they're sirens. They draw you in, and then once you get there, they, they kill you. So that's pretty much my downfall <laughs> my whole life. I follow these women different places wow. thinking it's going to be great, and it sort of sucks. Oh, we should flag the tape for his wife. Oh, well, no. My wife's a different story. Okay. So anyway, so Gemma Atkinson, Gemma Atkinson. You're, you're digging this grave for yourself. So yeah, I'm, well, it's, okay. it is a horror movie show. Yeah. okay. For show. Um, so anyways, <laughs> whatever. So Sarah Tyler, who is is played by uh, Isabella Calthorpe. Cal yeah, Calthorpe. Yep. She, yep. Uh, she returns home to Britain, England, whatever you want to give it a call. And she's been in L.A. She has been away from her family for so long. She comes in and sees her dad, and her dad's like, hey, your brothers and some friends are out in the barn. That's where Gemma is. Gemma's one of her friends. Okay. Gemma's hot. All right, I'm not going to lie. I mean, this movie's going to get a rating just because of her. And uh, so... I heard about someone's grandma. It's weird. What's that? The Gemma. Gemma. Sounds like you're talking Gemma. about someone's grandma yeah. with that no, name. So, it is not a grandma. No, I'm not. looking at the picture. Yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll call her by her name in the movie, Emily. Uh, so Emily and and uh, Sarah's brothers are all in the barn partying, having a good time, drinking, doing weed, just partying it up, right? And they have yeah. a broken down Jeep in there. Well, the power goes. Oh, out. there's a Jeep in the movie. Yeah, of course. So there Jeff you go. That's... <laughs> so, I'm gonna before you go any yeah. further. We're looking at the IMDb page right now. Yeah. This is a warning IMDb page. Why? Should I tell you why? Why? You look at the top cast. Yeah. In the top eight people, three people don't have a photograph. That means they probably didn't stay in the business all that long. And they frankly don't care if anybody knows if they were in a movie, particularly when it's the stars of your film. That should be a warning okay. when that happens. Or it was the neighbor. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. Okay. Go so, on. No, that's fine. So they're yeah. all in the barn. The power goes out, you know, and then they want to get back to the house because they the power went out and they think they should get back to the house where the dad is. And that's when something starts stalking them in the house. I'm not going to give away any kind of um, spoilers because I did that in the last time I did this. And it's, it's never fun for anyone who wants to see this movie. But uh, so the dad's dead, and they're like, uh oh, something's up. So they're going through the house, and all of a sudden, whatever's coming after them, which it's it's a werewolf. I'm not, that's not giving anything away. Well, they, it's called Night Wolf. Yes, but yeah. It, yeah. That's probably but, why they call the it 13 hours. But the thing of it is, is that you really don't see this Night Wolf. You, you never really see it. You see it through the Night Wolf's eyes. You see that it's red and it's like garbled, and you, you can see that it's looking at them. Well, what? You it's don't, called Night Wolf and you don't see the wolf? No, not, no. Well, you do, okay. but I can't tell you when. Otherwise, I'll okay. be giving it away. But all anyways, right. so right. they chase these these kids. They chase them all up into the attic. And you think that, okay, why don't you just sit there and wait out the 13 hours? They have to wait till daylight, basically. So just wait it out, right? No, they figure they have to go get some sort of help. 
So maybe one, they needed to get Cheetos. One by one by one, they try to go down and, and make a phone call or get a gun, and it just everything seems to backfire on them. And backfire <laughs> is a little bit of a little foreshadowing there um, for my poor girl Gemma. Uh, but anyways, she's hot. Yeah, she is. So when you set her on fire, is she? No, nope, that didn't happen. So anyways, okay. uh, they they try to make it through the night. Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, they get to they get to the point where they're going to get out on the roof, and okay. I'm still not giving anything away. You have to get to all these points. You got to connect the dots. And the the local police come up, and. Yeah, the police come up and I see. I feel it's hard. You know what? I got to give each of you guys credit because when you review these movies, you do such a good job. And I'm like struggling because I don't want to give away too much. Um, this is a good. This is a good horror flick in the fact that it's because the ending. The ending is what's gonna tie everything now, together. Wait, hold on, no, Jeff. You called me 10 minutes into the movie and said, yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it. No, I didn't. What made it so scary in the, the first music, 10 minutes? The music did. The music did? Yes. Okay. The music. I was I was freaked out because I, I watched the, the trailer and then I started hearing this music and I'm like, Ooh. yeah. And I'm like, this is going to suck because I'm not good with this stuff. But once you get into it, well, I kept on watching for Emily. I kept on watching to see what's going to happen with Emily. Gemma, right, you know, I mean, got, right. That kind of distracted me, which is kind of nice. Okay. But it's all dark. It's like, ah. nice. but another nice thing about this movie, another nice thing yeah. is this is a movie like 48 hours or another movie where you know it's going to be done in that amount of time. So at 13 hours, you're like, okay, this is going to be through the night and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. The movie can't be that long, but it's still two hours and six minutes long. Um, <laughs> it was... It was a little long. They kind of, they, okay. they kind of like jumped around too much. They could have killed off people a lot quicker, but they kind of. So you're it finally saying it needed a little bit more murder. No, I'm saying it needed a little less time. They could have compacted the murders. Okay. <laughs> they could have speed murder. They could have speed murder. The yeah, speed murder round yeah. is my favorite round. But uh, the ending, there is a twist at the ending. Uh, there's something that you need to read into at the ending. In the ending, Ooh, also. Okay. And then it uh, goes to dark. Goes, goes to black. Goes to credit. So that's that's what I have for you. So okay. So let me just say this before I give my little rating. Mm. You know what? If you want to watch this movie and you have two hours to burn, watch it. If you don't. If you don't really want to watch it, then don't. That makes no sense either. Wow. I did, I did that is helpful. I did terrible. So movie. if you want to watch a movie, you should watch it. If you don't want to watch a movie, don't watch it. I got it. That makes sense to Gemma me. Gemma keeps all of her clothes on, but she does a, okay. a good job of keeping them on. So what are you grading this one? I'm going to give this a C+. Plus. All right. It's, it's worth a watch. But not really. Okay, so it's excessively mediocre. Yeah. Got it. Okay, we're going to move now to Mike Exler. That was, that was awful. Mike, you've been watching a new Netflix film, I believe, correct? That is correct. It's a 2022 Netflix exclusive, Choose or Die. Uh, this does not... This comes in at an hour and 25 minutes. Yes! Sorry, uh, too short. (laughs) No, it is not. (laughs) Go ahead. The basic basic plot of the film is after firing up a lost 1980s survival horror game, 
A young coder unleashes a hidden curse that tears reality apart, forcing her to make terrifying decisions and face deadly consequences. So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's a directorial debut of Toby Meekins. I'm not sure if you're going to see this this Toby again, but he did this film. Um, <laughs> One in a row. Much of the film was shot in London, uh, including Wembley and Holloway Prison. Uh, it's interesting, I guess. They decided to use a piece of the prison to look like apartment buildings. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Weird. Okay. But, um, there was a, a scene in the film that caught my attention. It's a digital clock on the wall, and it reads 1138. And boy, did they leave that up there for a long time, like an awkwardly long time that's showing you that the time was 1138. You, you and, know what that's a reference to? Oh, yeah. I looked at it. It's a common Easter egg used in TV and movies to reference to George Lucas's directorial debut, yep. THX 1138, yeah. 1971. Yeah, it's so, yeah. actually a very good movie, too. I like that one. It's... Uh, I looked uh, I looked it up, and the amount of... It's a laundry list of shit that this has been in. So it's a little factoid for you if you didn't know. That, uh, the more you know, I need to have that logo ready to go. The more you know. Uh-huh. So I talk about music a lot in films. This this score is composed by Liam Howlett. Uh, he's one of the founders of The Prodigy. Anybody of The Prodigy fan here? Anybody? I don't know them. What do they do? They're uh, industrial. Uh, probably one of the songs you might have heard of is Smack My Bitch Up. Uh, that <laughs> the news oh, that's that new day. lullaby I, I go to bed by. <laughs> that's what my alarm yeah. wakes up to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, he did the score, and you can definitely tell uh, that he was behind the music of this. Uh, very industrial, even to one point where old-school modem sounds were worked into the score. And uh, if you're a fan of The Prodigy, you will definitely dig it. So just wanted to point that out. Hey, was there that one song in there that Tim talks about all the time? That was Wilhelm it? Scream? Yeah, was there a Wilhelm that, Scream in there? That's nothing to do with... Uh... Industrial, yeah. though. Well, no, but it's a horror movie. Okay. I'm just curious. And, uh, there was not. Okay. okay. All right. Um, Robert England is in the film, but oh. he is in voice only. Uh, not going to tell you. How sweet fresh meat. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know who this person is or how they did this, but they had no problems in showing uh, posters of Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, using Freddie, using Robert England's name, using Freddie's name. So I thought found that to be interesting. And a movie that I never even really heard of on Netflix was able to use the rights to one of the biggest horror franchises ever. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. It wasn't made by New Line, was it? It was made by Netflix. Netflix, yeah. I don't. Huh. No, I didn't. I didn't see New Line anywhere on it. But interesting. Yeah, because they they like to protect that one. That's that's an important so the rest property. The, yeah. So, but it's in there uh, pretty deep. But the rest of the cast is filled with actors that have been in other films and some big name films, but mostly bit parts. Uh, nothing major. Uh, I think for the two main cast members, I think this was their first um, first main role. 
Uh, the story is very interesting, I thought. Uh, it's not totally original as far as video games intersecting with reality, uh, but the way that they went about it, I think it's uh, it was pretty original, an original idea. So uh, the only ding that I give this film is it's, at some point the acting is pretty rough. Um, it, it's not a detriment to the film, but it's definitely noticeable at times. Uh, it's just kind of like, uh, come on, come on, especially if there's a long piece of dialogue. Uh, it, that's definitely not these people's strong suits. Oh boy. Uh, <clears throat> the effects were decent for the most part. Only a few times the CGI missed the mark, but again, for a Netflix original, it was, uh, pretty well done in that aspect. And also it looked really good. Uh, definitely a high quality production Wait, on this. So, so they had decent lighting. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Wow. They definitely do you, so, let me see. Do you think hmm? they typed up the script prior to filming? Probably. Maybe even a couple copies. Wow. Because we know Cannibal Killer Clowns didn't do that nonsense. No. There was, there was no. no need. <laughs> All right. Uh, I thought the story arc was well thought out. Uh, the pacing, definitely on point at an hour and 25 minutes. I mean, this isn't Shakespeare, so... Um, we, we definitely needed to get to the point and uh, get to the payoff. There is a decent payoff at the end. Uh, they did leave it open for a sequel. Um, according to ScreenRant.com, currently Netflix has made no announcement regarding Choose or Die 2. So uh, I'm not sure if that... Do you get the feel that a lot of people are checking this out? I'm, I'm guessing it just dropped. Are you hearing buzz on this one? No, not drop. Just drop it. Dropped in April. <laughs> oh, I hadn't heard about it at all yet, so I'm kind of thinking probably didn't do too good. Me either, because you messaged us and you're like, hey, I need your movie. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go look at one. And I had seen it in Netflix a couple times and just went over it. And I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And uh, yeah, so I watched it. But yeah, it came out in April. So I I don't think if at this point, if they haven't announced it, that it's there's going to be a second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you ready for grading? Uh, just one other point. Um, it was fun seeing they had a whole bunch of old style video games again to like the Oregon Trail and oh, nice. uh, things oh, like cool. that. Okay. Uh, nice. It was just cool to see that kind of technology and everything. That is cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to the grade book. Good Lord, I pressed the button. It takes forever. Look at this. Okay, here we go. What's your grade? I'm going to give this one a B. A B, a flat B is pretty good coming from Exler. Again, it's a a quick watch, and uh, I think it's it's definitely worth a a view. I don't think you'll be, you know, terribly disappointed in the film. Well, that's fantastic. Well, uh, congratulations to the filmmaker. That might be the last we ever hear of them, but at least they got a B from Mike Exler. Yay. So (laughs) that's big time. All right. Well, that leaves things to me. And uh, I uh, picked a film I I like a lot more than the last film I did here on the show. Uh, Last time I did the show, I had uh, The Reef Stocked. And right after I picked that movie, I was like, I've seen a lot better movies. Why don't I review one of those? 
So that's what I'm doing. I'm reviewing Train to Busan Presents Peninsula 2020. I'm not sure you can get this on Prime Video, but I think it's considered a Shudder original or something. Uh, it's mainly found on Shudder in the United States. Who knows over there, but... Uh, um, I was a fan of Train to Busan. Uh, it is in the fast zombies genre, which I guess now there's like two genres of zombies. There's fast zombies and there's slow zombies. <laughs> and voodoo zombies. And, and, well, there's not many of those. There are really not many of those. Serpent and the Rainbow. Uh, then you're going back to Val Luton. So <laughs> I walked with a zombie, I think, is the other one I know off the top of my head. Where's Busan? Now, Busan, it, it's Korea, right? I think. Yes. I thought this was a Korea movie. Yeah, it's in uh, Korea. And this is a standalone sequel to the movie that was made four years ago, Train to Busan, which is about a guy stuck on a train with lots of zombies. Okay. This movie, it follows a former soldier who is sent along with the team to retrieve a truck full of money from the wastelands of the Korean Peninsula, now inhabited by zombies, rogue militia, and the family. Okay, that I took that directly out of Wikipedia. I did that for a reason. <laughs> the movie, okay, the Batista movie, uh, Army of the Dead, that yeah. Zack Snyder did, isn't that the premise to that movie as well? Sending a team into the zombie-infested zone to go retrieve money? Yes. It's the exact same premise. So I, I was like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, I wonder which one came first. Uh, but, and, you know, I think they shot almost at the same time. So the question is, okay, did they know about each other? Or, you know, but it, it's always funny to me when, two movies kind of independently come to the same idea. Uh, it grossed $42 million on a $16 million budget. Uh, a lot of people found this inferior to the first film. Frankly, it's not quite as good as the original, but it isn't all that bad, and it's not far behind the original. The main premise... Uh, does sound remarkably like Army of the Dead, but the the structure of the film and the storyline is very different. The premise is the same, but not much else. Um, by keeping the zombies contained, it does one thing that I know uh, Mike wouldn't be a fan of. It it kind of gives them hope. They have, <laughs> I can escape to safety. Well, excellent, right? You like the hopelessness at the end of these things and just dismal death uh, on these zombie films. <laughs> this, the whole time you're like, well, they, they if they make it over to the goal, you know, they're, they're safe. Um, so it does keep that. I'm still not a huge fan of the fast running zombies, but I like this. In the, in the Busan movies more than the Zack Snyder ones. And I figured out why this time. It's because the thing that Romero did with the slow-moving zombies, 
you get this feeling of just like a wave of humanity that's just unstoppable and keeps coming. In the Busan movies, that wave is coming. It's just coming at a much faster speed because there are times where like entire masses of these zombies like go through a wall like like a big attacking armada and going through windows that there's just so many people pushing against a window that it breaks. So that's pretty cool. Now I watched, I assume a dubbed version of the film. If it was dubbed, they did a fantastic job. I mean, it, it was, I, I was having a hard time telling if they shot in English or not. Wow. Uh, they did have some uh, children characters in the film. But get this. <laughs> children characters. They didn't suck. Usually in these movies, it's like, <laughs> let's put a kid in here so you can be frightened because the kid's going to be attacked by zombies. These children characters, they were kind of fun. And one of the characters, because they're living in the, you know the death zone or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a pretty young kid and has taught himself how to be one of the best drivers you've ever seen on film. They're like great. And I'm, I'm not talking great for a horror movie. I'm talking about great for an action movie chase sequences that, that are in here. And that's kind of my, my thing here is don't go to this movie and go, Oh my God, I'm going to be so scared. This is not scary. So this is Jeff friendly. Okay. It's Jeff friendly. <laughs> okay. Because it's more of a fantasy adventure sci-fi thing. Now, oh there's very grisly action, you know, there's some blowing heads off and all that sort of stuff. Lots of gunplay. But there really isn't suspense and there isn't, "Oh no, what's going to happen?" It's more action thrills than that slow building of dread that the world is coming to an end. No, it's let's go blow away some people and let's run them over with our truck and we're going to make our way out. A lot of times I felt this was a lot like Wormwood, uh, which I always called like Mad Max does a zombie film. This felt very Mad Max at points. Because there is a lot of driving that goes on. There is a gladiator scene in this film <laughs> where it's a little bit like Thunderdome, to be quite nice. honest. Nice. Uh, so it, I was, I hadn't heard a lot about Peninsula. In fact, I found out about it uh, because they were selling the DVD at Walmart for like seven bucks. Really? And I looked at it and. It's that cover that you see that I put up on the screen, and I put it up there for a reason. It says Peninsula, and unless you're really looking, you don't know that it's part of Train to Busan. But it says right above Peninsula in kind of grayish letters, Train to Busan presents. So when I was trying to find this online, not everybody has Train to Busan presents. A lot of them just say Peninsula. Uh, so if you're looking for that, keep that in mind. It might just be on a peninsula. Here's the thing. You do not at all under any circumstances have to see Train to Busan because the only thing these movies 
have in common that I could tell is there were zombies in them. Uh, the feel of the movie, because it's the fast zombies that come as like a bunch of carpenter ants coming into war. <laughs> um, it's very similar. It kind of reminds me of World War Z, where it, it's almost like they become this collective that attacks. Um, but I I enjoyed the movie a great deal more than I thought. I was kind of going in going, okay, it's kind of a... Oh, when I saw that it was Trading of Busan Presents, I'm like, oh, great. This is a sequel. I don't remember the movie all that much except for it was good. Uh, I... You know, I didn't fall in love with the characters or anything. And, oh, great, it's this one. I, it, For all I know, some of these were the same characters. But I enjoyed the movie as a standalone. I enjoyed it uh, more than I expected. I would say about 30% more than I could have even expected going into it. I enjoyed it very a great specific. deal. What? Sorry? That's very specific. <laughs> it is, well, isn't it? 29.5% more. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, um, Mike, you've seen... Who says 30%? I do. I guess. I, sometimes they say 33% with a 0.33 repeating. <laughs> that means a third. Isn't That's also an album, right? An LP. 33 and a third? Very, Very good. good. Thank Very you. Good. I, I got a radio record. background. There, there you go. go. Yeah, you used to cue records, right? Yes, but yeah. back on to your review. Back to your review, friend. How many of you have seen Train to Busan? Mike's? Have either of you yeah, seen I... Train? Well, don't ask me. No, I'm not going to ask you. How do you know what? Maybe, okay. maybe I'm a closet. Okay, I feel Busan like wasting fan. time. Let's do this. <laughs> Jeff, have you seen Train to Busan? I saw the American version, Zombieland. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I don't know. No, I have not no, seen it. Just no. for the record, everybody, I have not seen this. See, Slick, have you, you haven't seen it. I have yet. not. Yeah. I, it, is on, it is on my watch list, but I just I, have not had a chance I to do recommend it. Train to Busan. This one, I almost, I go back and forth if I like this one more or not. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. And that's why it's going to get, if the gray book ever shows up, there it comes, uh, it gets an A-. minus. Wow. Which, nice. That's a really high score. Now, again, go in knowing what you're seeing. This is not the long-lost George Romero uh, zombie film. This is not something that you're going to cry and, you know, uh, uh, urinate in your pants seeing this thing. Who does that? Well, who does that? Who urinates while they're guys, watching? Guys, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you about Jeff's little problem later. Yeah, okay, uh, but, uh-huh. <laughs> uh But <Jeez>. it... <laughs> Happened once, okay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't your fault. Um, but it, it, it really is a fun movie. So if you're looking for an adventure, this is the type of movie you, you're going to want. If you're looking for, I want the scariest thing out there, move along. Because this is not that movie. All right. It is time for us to do some talking about what we got going on. 
on the website. Eventually, it'll pop up. There we go. Uh, Otherworldlyculture.com. We have uh, two shows this week alone. We've been putting some articles out there. You're going to want to check them all out at otherworldlyculture.com. And our good friend Mike Seaslick is uh, continuing to publish things at his website. You want to say something there, Mike? Um, we've got a couple more books coming out. Um, check us out at thedragonsroost.biz if you want to make a purchase of an ebook. And um, we will have a Kickstarter coming up for our newest mm. anthology as soon as I get up off my butt and finish it. So you do have the ebooks, which is great for yes. me because I am in love with my new Kobo reader. Okay. You know what that is, Jeff? No. I'll show you later. It's like an e-ink uh, reader. I just love this thing. Fantastic. And I can make the font the size I need. Yes. Because some of those uh, self-published books sometimes have some pretty small type. And I I am not ready for that anymore. I, I did that when I was in college. I don't need that anymore. I want big type. <laughs> hey, Mike, Mike, what's what's a Kickstarter? What is that? Oh, Lordy, we don't have that kind of time. Okay. Uh, we're raising funds to um, cover uh, some of the publication costs okay. for the new anthology, which is mostly finished, okay. waiting on cover art. And it's all formatted, but I need to figure out the order the stories are going to go in. But we're uh, raising money, and we're using uh, computers to do it. Great. Yeah, that's, okay, cool. And that's how Thank Miller you. Park was built. <laughs> they said, we're going to build this stadium. Hey, everybody, contribute to the Kickstarter. And that's gotcha. how that happened. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> and then whatever. coming up, I, I don't know why you act that way. Uh, coming up, Ooh, I, like I hope. Yeah, there it goes. But I lost my cursor. There it goes. Uh, Horror Realm is coming yes. up this March uh, 2023. They already have a number of uh, guest announcements that they have made. I I just noticed that my uh, tweet went out incorrectly. Um, but Horror Realm is coming back. They are going to have one of the actors from the thing. Nice. That's a huge uh, get. And we'll be talking more about some of those guests as time goes by. And um, they will be out on their website, which is at www.horrorrealmcon.com. Not what I just put in the chat room, which is sad. Uh, okay. So then we also need to talk about... Uh, Dead on the Bases is coming back on Thursday. Yep. It's inning three. Four. Three. 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 Yeah, we take them in order, Jeff. Uh, and I am going to be reviewing an incredibly long film by that the name of film. Pride of the Yankees. And you are going to be reviewing? The bo Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original. The original. Nice. He's yeah. already seen the faculty and the thing, so he's gonna make connections all over the place. Oh, okay. It, so you haven't watched it yet, have you? Uh. -uh. Oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat, and that's coming on 
Thursday. Now, what's this one? This is just horror home again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why is things... I'm clicking buttons. Look at this. All right. Well, that's not happening today. So, we're just going to move back today. Everyone, come on. <laughs> you see me pressing the buttons, right? I and do. it's just not I doing do. anything. Okay. Mike Exley, you so. have anything big coming up? Nope. Okay. All right. So we got that <laughs> out of the way. Hey, we just wanted to make sure. Just checking the boxes. He's <laughs> like got like 500 books coming out. <laughs> and Mike's like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, God. He's going to watch Nightwolf. I guarantee it. Yeah, but Mike is no. coming back. No. Mike is coming back for our next episode of Den Ob Movie nice. Reviews. That's coming right around the corner. Keep track of us on the schedule that you can find on the website. Remember, you can check us out on social media. We're either otherly cult, other, otherworldly <laughs> culture, or or what is it on on? Um, it's I radio? was the one that was drinking. Other, remember, yeah, otherworldly radio. You lucky SOB. on Twitter. Otherworldly Radio on there. So I don't know why we have that there. If you'd like to send emails to our folks, just use their first name and otherworldlyculture.com. We still haven't figured out what to do with C-Slick. You got to send me an email that we can connect up to Mm -hmm. yours. Um, But it'll, what are we going to make you? Because we already got a mic. And it'll be confusing if we make a mic and a Michael. We'll have to figure that out. That'll be like a whole event in itself. But you're Jeff at Otherworldly Culture. I'm Tim. And Mike Exler is Mike at Otherworldly Culture. Mike it? Mike. Oh, because it's all he said, Mike it. No, it did not. It did, but all right. You don't. Oh, my God. Also be Ecom. Eat a cheese. It should be what? Ecom. Ecom? It's Mike backward. Yeah, I like that. No. (laughs) Don't encourage it. Don't encourage it. Mr. Mr. Helpful. Yeah, Mr. Helpful. That would be good. That would be good. Uh, We want to wish everybody a fun and safe Halloween. Because not every one of us is going to be on again before Halloween on this program. So, everybody, hope you have fun. Be safe. And try to scare bodily fluids out of your neighbors it's always a good time um you know report them to the authorities tell and say i hear screaming next door i believe there's some domestic abuse you know do whatever to have a good time do we have a quick minute yeah we have all the time we want because real quick i actually did that one time to a person i made you domestically abused somebody no i made them i made them pee you so, made them pee. Yeah, so we, we would set up my parents' house. We'd, we'd get it all ready for Halloween, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to hide behind this bush. So I'm hiding behind this bush with like a mask on of something. And when a kid would come up, I would jump out and scare him, right? Well, this poor little girl, I, I don't know. She could have been five or whatever. She's come oh up. Oh, my God. And I, you bully. I did. I jumped out and I scared her. And all of a sudden, she, she just peed. And it's just, it's, I felt so bad after I did it. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the story. <laughs> but yeah, I did that. I, I actually made someone pee once. Yeah. 
Wow. What? You fit in more than we thought to the show. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually think that's wonderful. Yeah. Right. I felt terrible. Uh, uh, the, the, the kid is just psychologically scarred. Probably. Probably. This is not an issue. Right? So. Sorry, Mike? Well, Mike. I said kids are They'll be fine. Yeah, they're resilient. He's probably now, doing some pole dancing right now. Mike, didn't you used to do something for Halloween where you, you were uh, messing with the kids that came up or something? Yeah, I used to. My dad has an old Victorian house and used to enclose the wraparound porch and make it a haunted house that they'd have to go through to get candy. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. It became like a neighborhood event. And it was sure. good times. And I heard more than 95% of them survived. <laughs> <laughs> more than 90. Oh, that's good. More, yeah. more than well, I cannot comment due to the law suits. <laughs> that was a problem. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We want to thank you all. And when you aim at horror, make sure you are dead on. See you next time. Good times. Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. Thank you.